Perfect. Should we do like a three, two, one thing so we know we're in sync? Yes, 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 yes. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just knocked the fucking thing off. I was on sync, though. We're good, baby. Yeah, we were good. All right. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. We're back again. Quarantine week, you know, mm-hmm. 63. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like that. What is this? It's like I our think fifth we're week five in weeks quarantine. In. I think we're yeah. five weeks in, dude. I think this is it. We are officially over a month. It is April, I'm going to say, 19th. I think it is. Wait, yep. no. Yeah, wait, no. Yeah, it is. But if you're watching this live, it's April 20th. Yeah, just so you know. It's, you know, it's a time difference thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a time like thing. I'm in Towson, you, you're in... When you, uh, yeah, I'm in Hamden, you're in Towson. Yeah, it's a whole different. Um, yeah, so like, it's probably like... It's probably around like eight where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah, probably around eight. It's like eight, <laughs> it's eight at on four twenty. <laughs> oh, dude, it is four twenty. Yeah. Holy shit! This is going to be the least eventful four. Actually, probably the best four twenty of all time. Now that I think about it, I don't think so because you can't hang out with anyone. But I mean, if there's ever been a time where on a Monday, on a Monday, oh, everyone's the, off. No one has the to amount take the of day weed off. you can smoke on a Monday. I feel like people are taking this 420 better than ever before. Honestly, I don't know if it's just me, but I almost feel like we forgot that it's 420. I forgot it was going to happen. Because this whole month has been 420. It's also like, I don't know. I don't really, it's not really that big of a day for me. I don't yeah, think. neither one of us are eighth graders, so yeah. I guess it's not, <laughs> <laughs> not the biggest holiday Although anymore. I got the... um. I got the Cushion OJ. They did like a reprint on vinyl for like the 10 year anniversary. Cause, dude, apparently that came out 10 years ago, <laughs> which is yeah. wild. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that. It's coming in the mail, but it's coming on Tuesday. Ah, so 421. 421, dude. Damn, my dude. Cushion OJ. Green that's vinyl. weird that that was like that was the shit that was bumping when we were coming up that was like the like up and coming guy and now yeah. it's 10 years it's a decade ago and dude those songs are still good as fuck mm-hmm. dude i still love cushion oj cushion oj is probably i don't do people make mixtapes anymore is that a thing kind of like um i don't know i feel like a lot of the newer rappers at least they like to just like you know they'll say it's a mixtape if it flops but if it does good they'll say it's an album you know uh, what i mean so next mixtape is like a scapegoat now because you can you put can, a mixtape <laughs> up on like itunes or soundcloud i mean uh spotify you could always do it on soundcloud but like yeah but like now everything's so open like the mixtape doesn't really like have the same meaning anymore like mm-hmm. a mixtape before used to be like all right this is free like I can use any samples, any instrumentals I want because I'm making not making any profit off of it. Like I don't even have to pay fucking people for beats if I don't want to. Like I'll scam people <laughs> for beats, and it doesn't even matter because I'm not making money. But it's still good for my shit because like you know it's just exposure. That's, I'll make money on the tour. That's kind of what I've been doing inadvertently my entire music career, which is releasing things as actual releases and then retroactively being like, oh, that was a demo. Yeah, that was a, it fucking that was a, yeah. That oh, was that a song that I promoted heavily and recorded a music video for, that was a demo, actually. 
You haven't even heard my real stuff yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a throwaway single. I just yeah, wanted to let know. the fans eat. You know, I just spent I just spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars and, and <laughs> countless hours of time and investment and forfeited every other aspect of my life. But that was a that was a demo. That was just you know that was yeah. a fun project. Just I had. working on it, just for fun, just yeah, for that was fun. Just, yeah. <laughs> I did a uh, I did a music live stream on Facebook last night, dude. I don't know if you caught that. You liked it. I liked it. I saw. I saw the video after the fact. I think I saw that you're going live, and I like anytime I see one of my friends going live, there's like a battle because like I want to hop in, but I don't want to be like the first person in there. Yeah, and then like because then it would just become live from the studio podcast. Yeah, with reverb, but then and delay. Yeah, <laughs> but then also at the same time, it's like I want to go in. So like if I remember to, I will. But I think I just forgot to hop on. It's all and good. Then after you the threw fact, me a I like. saw that. Yeah, I saw it was like Jamie Selesky went live, and there was like a two-hour video, and I was like, I'll throw this at like. <laughs> he obviously put his heart and soul into this one. No, no I was like, dude. I wanted to see that, so I'll like this. Yeah, I had Didn't to watch it, on, it, but. <laughs> I had to put it on private because um, the quality seems so bad. Like, when I was doing it, I went through my mixer, and like everybody was saying like, oh my god, this sounds so good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I listened to the video playback. First of all, the entire two-hour video saved to 300 megabits, Damn. which is, like, way not the quality that you would expect for a fucking two-hour video is 300 megabits. That's, like, a five-minute yeah. song. It's ridiculous. And uh, it just sounded like shit, so I put it on private. But I had a lot of people streaming through. I had a lot of people commenting and stuff like that. I was very adamant, holding true to myself. I said, please do not fucking tip me. And people still... <laughs> People still found a way to tip me. They like found Damn. me on Venmo. Anyway, oh, I wound dude, up making like sick. I wound up making like fifty bucks off a live stream that I I told people not to tip me for. Damn, dude. And it Congrats. was great because uh, everything worked out. I've always I've always made the joke that uh, or it's not my original joke, but somebody once said that if you don't have cash app, that means you don't have any black friends. And it was funny because all my white friends Venmo me and all my black friends cash at me. It was awesome. <laughs> I had like Remedy and fucking like Rob Cheeks from the horse. They vent, they cash at me. And then Joey Venmoed me and some other people. I was like, yo, hell yeah. Hell they were throwing dude. big bucks too, dude. Joey threw me like 15 bucks. Nice. Rob threw me 15. Remedy threw me 10. I was very, I was very stoked on that. It was very fun. Shout out all three of those guys. Yeah, shout out. And I forgot who the other person was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there was another person who, who Venmoed me. Damn, dude. You're becoming a Twitch thought now. I know. I and you're know. you're forgetting to recognize your simp donators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's, probably, there's a simp fuming right now. Say thank you, you to all my fans. <laughs> <laughs> all my simps are out there. Like, can't believe you didn't mention me. The one other guy. <laughs> but it was really fun, dude. I mean, I couldn't think of anything else I'd have been doing. Man, and I was nonstop promoting the the podcast. I was actually yelling at people for not watching this more often, dude. I was like, "You guys are watching this, but you're not watching live from the studio, bro. What the fuck, dog? What the fuck? Is Every up, dog? Monday night at eight p.m. Do we do this <laughs> for the last two weeks? For the last every Monday night for like literally two past Mondays, dude. How do you not know about this? It's ridiculous. Jesus Christ." <laughs> 8 p.m. You're not even asleep yet. <laughs> exactly, dude. And then, of course, you know, I always have to deal with the, the thoroughfare of my relatives passing through and telling me to stop cursing and things like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, stop. 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 Talk. Mom, stop. Stop. This is who I am. This is who I am. I'm sorry. I say fuck. 
Oh shit! And then just like whoever else like stumbles in there sees those comments too. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, I'm gonna hop yeah. out. <laughs> I had the pleasure the the unique pleasure of having two Easter's in a row. Last year I had regular Easter, white people Easter. Yeah. Or I guess Greek black people. Everybody Easter. Easter. Yeah. Everybody American Easter, and then I had Greek Easter today. So what happened? Because your grandparents called their thing off, right? Yeah. Apparently there was a live stream from my church. They did their service like remotely. I didn't tune in. But I, yeah. uh, I mean, that's good though that they for didn't, the record, like, force I held people my people to come to yeah, church. Yeah, the Greeks, we were on it. But I held my fast, dude. I didn't, I didn't eat meat or dairy for the past week. Last yeah. year, I did the no cigs, no alcohol, but I couldn't do that this year. Not because I couldn't do it, just because like I already did it last year. I already yeah. did. It. I don't need to. I mean, I'm good now. Yeah, that's stale now. Like I'm way, I'm way more addicted to both substances at this point in my life. But I already proved to myself last year I'm not addicted. So who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> but I had the pleasure of of having dinner, family dinner twice in a row again in person, which is ill advised. But you know, my family is my family. Was it at your parents' house? Yeah, we went to my parents' house. Me, okay. Dom, and my two parents. And of course, I just got the lecture. My dad. You plateaued, dude. You 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 on on your live stream smoking cigs, drinking beer, like you're just you're just jerking yourself off, blah blah blah. I was like, Dad, come on, bro. <laughs> Give me a break. But you're watching though. You're watching though. <laughs> you and my grandmother are watching, bro. <laughs> As I disgrace our whole family <laughs> twice a week on live internet. <laughs> yeah, making money off one of them though. Yeah, uh, apparently, apparently, dude. It really kind of tuned me into the whole thing. Like, I didn't realize that, uh, and again, I refused to ask for it, but when I checked my cash app, I was like, damn, dude, this is sick. This is yeah. sick. But now I'm, like, scared to do another one because I, I now I feel like people are going to be like, oh, he's doing another one. Now he thinks we're going to tip him again. No, yeah. don't fucking tip me. I can't stress that enough. Don't tip me. Dude, I'm going to tip you on your next one. I mean, you can Venmo me right now. <laughs> you got fucking 18 you were telling me before the podcast you got eight you got your 1200 dollars stimulus and you got your unemployment and i'm still waiting on my fucking stimulus dude yeah i feel like so many people are and i checked my status and it went to an error and it said no however i did check uh i was talking to my mom today and she said that they're updating the website so that it now includes self-employed people so now i can get it which is yeah, good. dude. Hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. You should try to either call or check the website again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh yeah. I, as far as right now, I just, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not holding my breath for it. Honestly, I was thinking about it, like what if I don't get it, what would I do? Do I sue the government for money <laughs> that I that I didn't really technically earn? Um I don't know. I mean, I think whenever you do end up applying for it, they just do back pay. So, like, mm -hmm. whenever you actually get it, like, you'll get some shit. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if you heard, but this is the first week that we are all now. They just dropped the mask executive order, dude. We're all wearing masks now. Yeah, you have to wear a mask inside every building. That's what Which I Which I have not been doing, but... uh. And I, I, I don't, I guess I will start doing it. I've been taking some deliveries. Yeah, do you have like a bandana? Yeah, I do. I yeah, just feel just like a douche like a when I put one on. some shit on. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. What else are you going to do, bro? 
That's true. Do you have any rubber bands? Because you can like fold it up into a face mask and put like mm-hmm. rubber bands inside the fold. Yeah. Do it up. I don't know. I just have, I still have a couple of those disposable masks. So like. You have I like the real ones? Yeah. And it's just, what is it? It's just in buildings. Like you don't have to wear it outside, right? I don't, I mean, there's like an advisory to wear it at all times. But now there's like a mandate that you have to wear them inside buildings. Dude, wh- so I literally got my first carryout thing in this whole quarantine last Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. Ekiben, the the in Hamden, they have a Hamden one now. Nice. And they were doing wings for one day only. Really? So you know I had to try those shits. Bat so wings. I literally, dude, I got wings. I walked over there. I walked over without a face mask, and then when I got to the door. It was, like, the first day of that order for face masks in buildings. So, like, I walked all the way over there, and then right before I walked inside to pick my shit up, I put my mask on. (laughs) (laughs) Got the shit. It was cool, though. They got, like, a cool app where um, you, like, order all your shit through the app, pay for it, and then it gives you, like, a time when it will be ready to pick up, and then you just, like, go there at that time, and then... They just, like, put it on a table. You grab it. No one else is in the restaurant except the workers. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I got those wings. I got the last two wings. It was supposed you to be got three two wings. wings, dude? It was supposed to be three, but I got the last two wings, and then they refunded me, like, three bucks or something. Well, you're talking about, like, full wings, right? Full like, wings, yeah. Like so the, it was, like, four. Full, it was, like, like two, 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 two uh, flippers and two uh, drummies. That's good. And then there's little tips that you kind of nibble on the crunchy. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Like the yeah. fried, but not the actual bone. I don't know, dude. It's It's been kind of like, I feel like there's a part of me that is very... Oh, that was also, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I, I gave up wings for Lent. Really? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't That's eating oddly wings. specific? Just yeah, eating drumstick? Just eating well, legs? It was a thing where, like, I wanted to give up something for Lent this year, but then, like, one of the things that, like... I don't know. I had like three things that I was like considering giving up, but then I realized I was already within the like confinements of Lent. Mm-hmm. So I already like broke all three of those <laughs> ideas. And then I was like, what else do I love? And I was like, I love wings. And I was like, I'll give up wings for Lent. <laughs> so I then, feel like Lent should have been, I think, I feel like churches should have been like, you know what? We're already giving up our entire social lives right now. That's Lent this year. I feel like we're doing a society wide yeah. I mean, Lent. I'm, I wasn't doing it for any, like, religious reasons either. I was just doing it because, like, same thing that you do the Greek Easter fast shit for is, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to, like, kind of put myself through, like, a self-imposed, like, bullshit test just to see if I can do it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, then... what, that's what Lent is about, bro. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. what Jesus was doing, dude. He was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get crucified. Yeah. Just see if I can do it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go in this fucking cave for three days. See if I can do it. <laughs> See if I can uh, come back from the dead. And he did it. And, <laughs> and he, he did, did it. it, dude. And, that's and if your ass that's can't Greek even give Easter. up fucking wings, dude. <laughs> but you did. But you did. Did did, you, did uh, Jesus do anything different for Greek Easter than he did for regular Christians? Um, was there like a little boy in that cave? <laughs> there was. A, yeah, I think he. I think Is that he, why he was I, so cool with being in that cave for three days. I think Greek Jesus gave up little boys for Lent. Now I think about it. <laughs> now I think about it, which is a tough give up for a Greek in those days, dude. I mean, that's no easy task. Yeah, come on. 
You're not going to have an apprentice? <laughs> <laughs> it was totally fine back then, dude. But uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like right now, in terms of the fact that not only was I deprived of my entire social life and my entire uh, way of making a living. Yeah, livelihood. The least I could have done is eat some meat and dairy, and I didn't even do that. And then you're expecting me to give up cigs and drinking? No. No nah, way, Jose. You're expecting me to give up visiting my family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking <yeah>. quarantine? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I need to get lectured by my parents once a week, all right? I'm not giving that up. I need to be told how much of a failure I am every Easter, or else I don't know how to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was dude I was driving around today and I know the masks things only applies to like people in buildings and shit like that but I was I don't there was some type of like event going on in Annesley and Stonely where people were just lined up outside of this one store on York Road down there what? and they were all in lines with like masks and I saw families biking around like with their kids their little two-year-olds with like masks wait. biking around and i was like wait what? on like that strip on york road mm-hmm. like where stonely lanes is yeah was it was it yeah it was right there store yeah maybe there was a hardware sale maybe they were selling masks now i think about it oh maybe, maybe they were selling masks maybe, maybe they had masks and gloves and shit dude that might have fucking been it yeah holy shit I didn't even and think about just that. Like a line down the block. Was everyone six feet apart in the line? Dude, it was. It was just to to say the least. It was just. It just kind of freaked me out. I'm getting kind of freaked out a weird, little bit. I'm dude. getting kind of. I'm looks, getting. It looks like some weird alien shit's about to happen. I feel very uneasy right now. It's just. I just don't. I don't like this, and it's kind of giving me a lot of anxiety. And the fact that I got to wear, like, something around my face all the time, I just feel like I live in this post-apocalyptic world, and I just, I'm trying my damnedest to just not, but I know I'm being irresponsible by not, and it's just, it's just, it just sucks, man. It's super it really weird. sucks. It really sucks, and I don't know what I'm going to do besides just comply. I know. That's the weirdest part. It's like, there's no, it's like, the the penalty for not abiding by all these things is, like, the threat of death <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> from just like an invisible virus yeah so yeah it's it's fucking sucks <laughs> yeah there's like no you just have to there's no if ends or buts about like you kind of just have to fucking fall in line until the shit's over mm-hmm and that's always been a very difficult thing. I, I, and I, I, I realize that this is a flaw in my personality, but it's always been a difficult thing for me to just fall in line. And now I feel like I have to. And yeah, this is the only time where it's like actually serious to do it. Yeah, and it goes against my nature. And so now, <laughs> now I just find myself in this constant like battle between myself, and just I just can't help but look at people in masks and be like, pussy. Pussy, you fucking what are you doing dude it's just it's just it's just becoming too much dude it's becoming too much for me but uh i guess you know in the in the benefit of everyone i guess wear a mask and i'll do it i'll do it but I'm, i gotta the only way the only way that i could possibly do it is if i do something that like still maintains a little bit of identity like i kind of want to wear like a Dude, live like from cool the studio mask. mask. Live, from, dude. That that would be a good piece of merch for us to kind of pitch out at first. A live from the <laughs> studio mask. I would wear It'd that. Be sick, dude. I'm gonna wear that after quarantine. We'd have dude. a good. We'd get some good press if we donated a bunch to hospitals too. Oh, we would. 
Yeah. Oh, we would get pressed. Not for even that thinking thing. about it in a good deed effort. Oh no. Thinking about it in a PR. One hundred percent clout, baby. One hundred percent. I want them fucking retweets. Like this is the kind of podcast the world needs. And we're just fucking selfish douchebags who never released a T-shirt before now. <laughs> <laughs> Black and teal mask. I would wear the fuck out of that, dude. That'd be sick. I could see what could what could happen. I was thinking about doing um custom lighters for the comedy festival, mm-hmm. but also custom live from the studio lighters would be sick too. Well, here's the thing. Lighters are the kind of, I think lighters if if you're somebody who's thinking about merch, I think lighters may very well be one of the best pieces of merchandise you could ever imagine selling because it's yeah. it's it's this thing that gets passed around like I've never held on to a lighter for more than 2 weeks. Like I've I've had so many lighters come and go. I don't even consider lighters mine. I Dude, consider that's lighters. That's the craziest part about this quarantine. Like I wanted to make a tweet about this, but it was like <laughs> <laughs> like dude i just i don't know this like still isn't even a formed joke or whatever but like i just like the amount of lighters i haven't lost <laughs> from just like being in public in quarantine like is great i've never had lighters this long before yeah i have <laughs> like, too many lighters have, i'm have, overloaded dude, in my house i have like five big lighters in my house for some <laughs> reason i don't even remember getting all of them i just have all of them one of them is definitely like three years old like i found it like <laughs> unpacking shit because i still had shit to unpack mm-hmm. and like it still works like i didn't know bix could last that long <laughs> bix lasts forever dude bix lasts until you lose them i don't know if they ever die i think they just pass around until they eventually i don't think they ever die yeah they end up somehow back at the factory where they just refill them <laughs> send them back out <laughs> they just circulate through all 330 Put a new million on them people. and throw them back on the shelf <laughs> No, I think I think lighters are the best because hats are kind of like, you know, not everybody wears a hat. You're not always going to have a hat, and also you can't wear you, a hat to any like every occasion. And if you find a hat, you're not going to wear it because it might oh, have yeah, lice. That's gross. You know, but, but if, if you, you find, find a lighter, lighter you're going to use it oh, yeah. all the time, all the time. That's one of the so that's a crazy thing to think about too. Like after this quarantine, like just like the small shit that's going to be different you're way less likely to just pick up a random lighter after this shit. You're way less likely to just, like, oh, shit, like, a girl just, like, walking down the street, like, oh, there's, like, a cool scrunchie on the ground. I'm going <laughs> to grab that and clean it. Or, like, uh, I don't know, dude, just, like, seeing random money I on the I thought you meant I would find a scrunchie and give it to a cool girl on the street. No, <laughs> I was saying, like, a girl walking down the street. <laughs> but, like, no, dude, like, if you see, like, a dollar on the street after this shit, are you just going to be like free dollar? Cool. Let me throw that in my pocket and forget and touch my face. Or are you going to be like, ah, dollar's not worth it. But five dollars would be worth it. Five dollars. Yeah, that's why I use dollar as an. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a dollar bill will become socially irrelevant. But a five dollar bill, it had to be pretty fucking bad for me not to see a five and be like, well, I'm I'm copping that. Yeah, true. I'm copping that. Yeah, I don't know. But I was going to say that masks, you know would be cool right now, but then also when everybody stops wearing them, that's a lost cause. But at the same time, who fucking knows how long we're wearing them? Because people might, you know how in like China and stuff like that, they still just wear masks? Yeah, it was like just regular life shit to wear a mask in China in public before any of this shit. Just because they had all the other problems with like, you know, bird flu, swine flu, 
all the That's animal flus. Kind of what I'm scared flus. of. Zodiac flus. Dude, what's gonna happen when the dragon flu comes? <laughs> Drag the monkey flu. <laughs> the monkey the flu. <laughs> the I'm ox just, flu. The ox. I'm just scared that like, I just don't want masks to become a regular thing in America, dude. I don't want. I don't want because what I could foresee happening potentially, and I haven't really thought this out completely, unfortunately, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I don't want people to get so used to being scared of human contact that wearing a mask and no contact deliveries and social distancing and staying six feet apart and all those things become a regular part of everyday life after this goes on. I'm really, really hoping that this is just a temporary thing. But I can also it's, – it's hard to ignore how quickly everyone has changed their entire demeanor and their entire – like way of going about life so quickly that it's hard for me to imagine that people are just going to go back. And uh, I think that's what bothers me. I think the reason why I have such an issue putting on the mask right now is because I feel like I'm scared of it becoming just regular. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I see that. I'm scared. Also, I don't know. It's like, uh, I just, like, for me at least, like, I just feel better, like, because, like, I don't know, the only times I really go out now is to, like, go to the grocery store or go on a walk, and I'm only using a mask at the grocery store, and that's just, like, to fucking ease my anxiety of, like, going in a place with other people where other people touch shit to put it on the shelves, obviously, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't know what they have going on, I don't know who else came through here, picked shit up, put it down, mm -hmm. they're wearing gloves or not. So if I'm masked up and gloved, I feel kind of like safe and it's just like makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. It would uh yeah. I could see myself. I I'll do it. I'll do it this week. If you order a pizza from Seasons, expect to see me wearing something. Hell but yeah. uh yeah. It just uh, you know, it's just a lot to take in all at once and especially being out driving all day, I feel like I'm much more like connected to it in a way because i see it all the time and i yeah. see so many people every day no it's crazy i think um my perspective on masks has changed pretty drastically because before this if i ever saw anyone run a mask i'd be like oh fuck let me stay away from them but now mm -hmm. if i'm like in a grocery store i'd rather stand near someone with a mask than someone without a mask yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's like going out on a walk in public too like uh, I went on a walk earlier just, like, around my neighborhood, just, like, a couple blocks here and there, you know, nothing big. But, uh, yeah, there's, like, people walking their dogs with masks on. There's, like, a little old Asian lady with a mask on, and I just, like, walked right by her, obviously six feet apart. But, like, then I saw another, like, dude walking towards me, kind of looked my age, same shit, no mask. I didn't have a mask on. So, like, mm -hmm. I was kind of part of the problem, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I steered clear of him. I, like, went across the street. <laughs> but little old Asian lady, I was like, yeah, I'll fucking breathe your air in. You threw it through a mask. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this, and this is something my dad took me into, because my dad is a painter and did, like, lead painting training and stuff like that where you have to wear masks and things like that. And one of the first things they told him when he was doing that training is that you don't want to be wearing a mask unless it's absolutely necessary because it's actually unhealthy. When you're wearing a mask, you're actually rebreathing your own germs. Yeah. And so unless you're in a public place, unless you're in something like a store, 
if you're just walking outside like on a walk, it's actually less healthy to be wearing a mask. Because you're actually, you're exhaling into the mask and then re-inhaling your own germs, which is a danger. So when you're wearing a mask, you should be doing that when you're in the vicinity of other people or else it's actually counterproductive, which is something mm. that I, uh, makes sense. It makes sense. Something I, would, I uh, learned from my papa tonight. It's something I learned <laughs> from my dad today. And it makes sense. It makes sense. If you're, if you're walking your dog and there's not a person around you for 400 feet in any direction, you don't, you don't need the mask. I hate to say it. You don't Dude. need the mask. In fact, it's worse for you to wear the mask. That is one thing about this quarantine. I want a pet so bad. Yeah. But I know I shouldn't have one. I pet someone's dog today on delivery. I think they were mad. Oh, shit. Dude, I'd be so pissed off. Just well, some random it, delivery driver pet It wasn't my, my dog fault, dude. Quarantine. They had the dog in the yard. The dog, like, ran up to me and was, like, jumping on me. And I was like, hey, buddy. What am I supposed <laughs> to do? Dogs don't understand social I mean, distancing. I don't think, yeah. I mean, they should have had their dog in the house. Like, that's yeah, what definitely am I supposed on to do? them. Hey, get off of me. No, I don't Come think on, you bro. didn't. I don't think you did anything wrong. But, like, if I set up all the right measures to not have you touch my dog... Yeah, I didn't walk in some, their house. And you like, still somehow touched my dog. <laughs> hey, you got I'd a dog? Like, Let me just come step on, in. bro. What the fuck? Hey, can I use your bathroom real quick and also pet your dog? <laughs> yeah, do you have any water? I have this weird cough. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, the elbow thing? No, that's gay. I'm not going to cough my elbow. <laughs> just fucking close your eyes. I don't care. Close your eyes. Well, you didn't, cl- I, you know, it's not my fault you didn't close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I've had a lot of uh, a lot of I, I delivered to um yeah. Have there been any like extraordinary deliveries? Nothing extraordinary. There was something very disheartening that I saw. That I went I delivered to a, a house in Towson the other day, and it was this group of dudes that were having band rehearsal, and they sounded really good. And it was right nice. on Chesapeake Avenue. They were like right next to like the Subway and Seven Eleven over there. They were in a house, and you could hear the music from like out on the street. And I was like, ooh, that's band rehearsal. I can tell. So I walked in. Uh, up to the door, that is not inside. I, I walked city. inside. I pet their dog. <laughs> the dog. Like, Use the bathroom. <laughs> sat, yeah, sat in on the drums for a second. Coughed on the snare. <laughs> Tried playing every instrument. You did <laughs> the, drums the thing where you like lick try. the bass to play it. <laughs> to be like, yeah, I eat pussy, but also I'm getting all my germs all I over this. I did the this. Jimi Hendrix tooth guitar solo on the <laughs> ding. <laughs> Played somebody's harmonica. I uh, <laughs> no, I walked up and I was I heard them playing and I was like, "So you guys playing anywhere?" And they were like, "Uh, not currently." And I was like, uh, "Oh shit, man, you guys should look into like I play music full time. You guys should look into like playing at like the point." And I listed a whole bunch of places they should look into. And they were just like, "Yeah, all right, dude. How much is a pizza?" And I was like. Damn, dude, I am a bitch right now. They don't yeah. even know, dude. They don't. They're looking at I me mean, like, some, yeah. Because <laughs> like, it, it is. It is a weird thing to like. You could have also added in like, yo, before the COVID shit, I was doing the shit. Like I was yeah. just playing music professional. This is just my side shit right now. Mm-hmm. But the, even that just is like, all right, sure, bro. I mean, yeah, sure. that is a lot of exposition for yeah. a pizza for a delivery, delivery guy. <laughs> delivery yeah. guy, like, dude, I ordered a pizza, not your life story, bro. Yeah, dude, you're not a side character in this <laughs> band right now. <laughs> in like the making of documentary. <laughs> I was just trying to make conversation. I was just trying to like. Have like, some yeah, type so of like the making of the spades <laughs> on VH1. Yeah. yeah, so you know it all really came together when 
this delivery driver guy came through. He was like, hey, you should play at the point. You should play at the <laughs> I horse. Remember I remember his quarantine from 2020. <laughs> I remember his name was uh, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. I remember Joe was like, yo, we should get pizza. And the delivery driver came up. He said, man, this is a number one record. You need to play. You need to play at the point in Towson. And that's when it all came together for all of us. <laughs> that random delivery driver what in a management polo. <laughs> Pretty sure he wasn't even a manager, but he had the management polo. <laughs> we thought it was weird. Like, why would the manager deliver the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly they're all British. Because yeah. any successful band Towson is British. University Exchange Program, dude. <laughs> now I'm There's British just four in the interview. Dudes from New Jersey at the Geordie Shore right now, <laughs> studying abroad to be a Guido somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was just sad, dude. Because like I wanted so bad to have like a musical connection, but then I realized, dude, you're just a pizza guy. <laughs> you're a pizza guy. Yeah, dude. You you're, are the food's nothing. getting cold. That's all they're thinking about right now. They're like, we wanted this fucking pizza, and now this guy's trying to talk to us. Because you've totally been in that situation before, dude. You've totally been in that situation. I was before that where you guy, get dude. Your food, and the guy's just like wants to chill for a second for some reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the worst, dude. It's the worst, dude. I just I'm having trouble adjusting to my new identity. But also, but also I totally get it too because like you you know you're going through quarantine but you're still interacting with people so it's like you're seeing people face to face and you're like expecting to have just like a normal interaction but Mm -hmm. they're like that's their biggest hurdle for the day to be like that's their biggest social interaction yeah like i'm terrified to answer the door for this delivery (laughs) yeah i don't want to see another person i've been fucking i'm on day 13 i couldn't hold out another day i needed to get pizza Like, dude, when's the last time I talked to somebody? Uh, well, I ordered season the other day, and this guy came up in a polo and talked to me about my band for, for way too long. <laughs> and that was, like, their biggest interaction all week, but for me, that was just a Tuesday. And that's what I think is weird. <laughs> because like your fourth delivery of the day. <laughs> when you're still working, it's hard to realize what's really going on. Like, I feel like I'm much more out of touch in the past two weeks now that I've been working and seeing people every day, I was much more in touch with, like, the pulse of culture two weeks ago when I was also in my house all day. But now that I'm not, I'm kind of losing touch with it, and it's weird because I still expect the same level of, like, human interaction, and people just are not game for it, dude. Yeah. And it's it's kind of pissing me off. It's kind of pissing me off, dude. Not in yeah. a bad way. It's pissing me off in a good way. I'm proud of people. I'm fired up. (laughs) I'm fired up, dude. I'm fired up for how seriously people are taking it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, now I'm depressed. Because now I have to to be shunned 18 times a day. Contactless delivery. (laughs) I have to run up to people's doorsteps, knock on the door, and sprint away as they peer (laughs) through their window. Like fucking ding-dong ditching. Yeah, exactly. It's the worst. It's the worst, dude. I feel like I have the most undignified job of all time right now, dude. I... I'm the worst person right now. I don't know. I mean, you're doing better than me, dude. I'm just fucking being a lazy boy. I almost feel like being unemployed is better than being a pizza delivery guy right now. I don't know. Because you can probably do both, and it'll probably be better. Well, here's the issue. 
when you're unemployed, people go, oh, people can naturally assume, oh, this guy probably had a dope job and then he lost it. Just like everyone. No. <laughs> I think people usually think like, oh yeah, I guess your job was bullshit all along. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously it just vanished the minute anything happened. Anything happened and you were the first one out the You're fucking the first gate. one to go. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, because I've delivered to a couple people that I went to high school with, and it is my duty to immediately explain my situation. It's oh, the first course. thing out of my mouth. As of soon course, as I not, as I it delivered, should be. Dude, I delivered to a dude we went to high school, Tucker, who was in the band over and out. And it's the worst because they open the door and like, oh, what's up, Jimmy? And I'm just like, yeah, man, bars got shut down. I was playing full-time music. Trust me. I was, I, you know, you know how it goes. And now I'm working at Seasons again, but only temporarily. But yeah, that's my <laughs> life now. And I got to get it and all out. Like, so it was like $5.99 or... <laughs> <laughs> At least, at least when you have a job and then lose it, you can always look back at the job and be like, "I had a good job, though." For me, they just automatically assume, like, "Dude, you were you were a pizza delivery. You you were a twenty seven year old pizza delivery guy, and now <laughs> and you, you have a made stopped. up story. You, yeah. you have a There's made up no story in between me knowing you four years ago and now." <laughs> you just always you didn't even work at Cheesecake, bro. You suck. <laughs> you never transferred, bro. <laughs> Melting pot? What's that? <laughs> yeah, man. That's uh that that's been that's been and also I guess explaining to like um the younger kids I work with, because now I'm like twenty seven and I'm like working yeah. with like twenty two year olds as delivery drivers. And I have to work that into conversation. You have to. And it's not because I want to talk about the fact that I play music. Yeah. It's because I need to tell you that I'm not a loser. <laughs> when I'm washing dishes in the back of Seasons Pizza, I need you to know that I didn't need to do this a month ago. Yeah. I need you to know that. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't yeah. even know if they believe me. I don't even know. I, I feel yeah. like they're like sitting there the same way I was when I was younger listening to some dude talk about like what he could have done, should have done, would have done, and just been like, yeah, that guy Jimmy, like, He's a bitch, I, I, dude. He's a fucking bitch, dude. I fucking hate that guy. Why did he tell me to keep it real when he left? What a fucking loser. Keep it real, bro. You're yeah, a delivery boy. I, I thought boy. about fucking him, but then he said, keep it real. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Because I, like, I still have my like my like musician persona, but I'm just a bitch now. So I'm just an, I'm just a... Yeah. Delusional you have you have CEO energy, but you're you have a manager right now. Exactly. I have I have business owner energy, and you're I self made am... man with a boss mm -hmm. right now. Yes, and it's weird. It's weird, dude. And, but I bet. but I dig it. I'm digging it so far. I've been late to like every other shift, <laughs> which has proven dude, to me that back to business. I know. <laughs> Anytime you have a fucking job where you're not the boss. <laughs> I can't, like, it, I can't do it. Fuck it, bro. I can't do it, dude. I can't. No matter. I don't know what it is about my sleep schedule, but like, no matter what time I wake up, I don't go to bed until four in the morning. Oh it's yeah, just for inevitable. Sure. I just can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just no, can't. No, I'm do the it. same fucking way. But also, it's like I don't know. It's like uh, I don't know when I like you know was going into edit and like do office work. I always had. Anytime we had a shoot at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., I'd be like 20 minutes early. 
mm-hmm. and like you know that would never be a problem. But if it was just like an edit day, I'd be like you know, for whatever reason, my body literally just like can't wake up <laughs> to be like to the fact where I'm like you know, a couple minutes late here or there, and it's like you know I'll whatever I'll stay an extra couple minutes late after just to make up for it. But like. If I don't need to get up, my body, there's like a snooze on all of my parts mm-hmm. where it's just <laughs> like, dude, you know, in the in your subconscious, you know, you actually don't need to get up right now. So we're not going to let you. Yes. Yes. And I think I think uh, for me, it's kind of like uh, for the past three years. Well, actually, my entire life. But for the past three years, it hasn't mattered. I'm a very ballpark time guy. You know, whenever we text each other about, like, when to do the podcast, it's always, like, a time slash a time. Yeah. And then we wind up doing the podcast, like, 30 <laughs> like, minutes after the exactly. last time. And that's, and like... And I plan for that, too. Yeah, and that's... But that's, like, how I operate on time. Like, if you tell me 10 p.m., in my mind, there's not a bone in my body that thinks that I'm actually doing that at 10 p.m. Yeah. It means that I should start making move towards doing it at 10 p.m. Like, at 9.55, I go... All right, let's All right, yeah, start I gotta, thinking about doing I'll start this podcast. Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'll do that. Like band rehearsal. Like is band and this rehearsal is all actually hypothetical. I mean, cuz it's Monday at 8 uh something right now. 8 8:31. Maybe 9. I, I I'm not going to check is. the clock. Let's not check the clock, dude. It's let's not, not it's not even worth it. It's not even worth checking worth the clock. It. But like n- I've realized now that I've been put back into this forum that I have made absolutely zero improvements as an adult since I was 24. <laughs> I am I equally mean, as immature, yeah. equally as irresponsible, and uh, that's been eye-opening. To know, I, like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're both a little bit more mature than we were at 24, but at the same time, a lot of the other traits and characteristics have not changed. I'm more sure. mature about how I process being late. Like, I regret it a lot more. But it has not made me be less late. Like, now when I'm 15 minutes late, I think about it all day. Like, dude, you are such an asshole. But I know I'm going to be late next week. Like, I just know I will be. You know? So, like, nothing's changed. I am still an asshole. And uh, that's been the biggest Can't teach an old dog new tricks, dude. Can't. You can't, dude. That's just... Look... You know what? At a certain point in life, you have to learn your strengths and learn your uh, weaknesses. And uh, I definitely have a problem with being punctual. However, I think that's something that with discipline or something like that, I could learn, you know. But uh, will I? That's the question. I don't think so. It also, like, all depends on, like, context and shit, too. Because, like, I don't know. I, uh... I just know people in my life. I'm not I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about like family and shit where it's like I know people who are like so much more late than me and mm-hmm. shit where I'm like at least I'm not that late. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well that's yeah, that's the other thing. When you do when you're in like an art line of business, then all the people that surround you are the same type of person. Like when you work in like an actual job forum, people are like that type of person more likely like you work with a lot of people that are like i get here at 10 55 if i'm scheduled at 11 but like when you work making videos or like a recording studio or something dude you're dealing with fucking musicians and artists and they're not doing that no artist or comedian or guy like that thinks like that we're not wired that way 
So, like, I'm just used to being like, oh, I start a gig at 6. I'll probably start at 6.05. Yeah. But, dude, if you're five minutes late for, like, a regular job, you're, you're, you, get, you hear about it. Yeah, there's HR. Mm-hmm. Um, so we notice it. Blah, blah. It's like, you know, it's not the great. The spreadsheet told us that you were <laughs> late a mm-hmm. couple times. So um, the spreadsheet advised us to talk to you about that. Microsoft, the the Clippy. Clippy told us that <laughs> we needed to fire you. So... Uh, <laughs> I went to four years of college so I could talk like this. <laughs> it's very disarming. Speaking of disarming, dude, as soon as I walked in the building tonight, who else did I run into but a GoPuff delivery guy, dude? Damn. And I gave him peace of my mind. I mean, don't get it twisted. I didn't yell at him or anything, but I had to ask. He was in. He was in a mask. And uh, this is another thing that I was noticed. Was it a GoPuff mask? Do they have customizable masks? Uh, no. Okay. Because that would God, be dude. too convenient for GoPuff. No. Well, then I would have thought, They sell like, candy masks. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, hoping I could figure out who GoPuff uses for masks so we could get no. the LFTS ones. Yeah, he had, like, a legit, like, light blue. I think that those are the ones that I associate with being, like, the real masks, the light blue ones. Yeah, like, the disposable, and, like, kind of, like, nurse and doctor masks you usually see in, like, cartoon, like, movies and shit. Yeah, he had that one on. And uh, this is another thing I notice I keep doing is, uh, again, I haven't been wearing a mask when I drive around. But I always... Well, don't wear one. That was a funny Floyd post that I saw. I think he, like, just reshared someone's post where it was, uh-huh. like, I saw someone wearing a mask inside their own car and they're the only one in that. Yeah, you should stay home even after the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, That's kind of what I was getting at earlier. But... uh I keep on when I deliver stuff. They're wearing a mask. I'm not. And when I leave, I go, hey, man, stay safe, bro. And they're probably thinking, like, dude, You're I am. You're not wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, you dude. fucking stay safe. Yeah, bro. You are driving to 75 people's houses a week <laughs> with no. You stay safe. Please. Only five people use GoPuff <laughs> in a day. <laughs> so I see this GoPuff guy, and I'm like, Yo, what's up, dude? You know what apartment you're going to? He's like, no, I say he's coming down. At first, I felt like I, I came off as like that like very territorial like resident in a building where I was like, what are you doing in here? Like, who you, who are you here to see type of deal? But I wasn't being that. I was literally just trying to help him out. Well, but I feel like you're probably would... being like, yeah, I bet it's Dom or Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, where are you going? Dude? I can tell you how to get there. And he was like, no, bro, they're coming down. I was like, all right. And so I walked to the elevator, and the elevator came, and I was like, no. And I went back, and I said, by the way, man, I got to ask you, do you guys sell cigarettes? And he was like, because I was like, because we tried to order cigarettes last week on GoPuff, and we got candy cigarettes, and we thought it was like a joke or some like weird fuck up, but like, do you sell cigs? And he was like, nah, man, just candy. And I was like, I knew it. You motherfucker. I think it might have been shorty. He was short. He was short. I'm glad I didn't call him Shorty, though. <laughs> you Yo, Shorty. calling him Shorty. Yo, Shorty. You sell Yo, candy Shorty. cigs? <laughs> you sell candy cigs? Give me the skinny on this situation, dude. <laughs> be honest. You, I got to tell him. I won't tell him about it, but be honest. You only sell candy cigs, right? You do topless maid service. <laughs> Shorty. Shorty? <laughs> yeah, so that was a... Uh, 
That was an interaction I had today. I, I just feel like no interaction I've had has been fulfilling. It's just been it's just been ass. Yeah, it's, I mean, it always literally, feels like the only interaction I've had recently was doing the well, like Liz came and hung out like yesterday and left today, but like I don't know, we've been on our own quarantine separately, where it's like I don't, you know, I don't see that as a big deal as breaking quarantine. So no. that was like my main only interaction, but Eki Ben. I made sure to be like, dude, thank you guys. You're the fucking best. Like, mm-hmm. even though they're probably like, yeah, get the fuck out of here so other people yeah. come in. And I'm yeah, just exactly. Like, oh, but you're fucking so good. <laughs> I and feel like I that love is. Love you. <laughs> I feel like that is the rules of quarantine. Quarantine is social distancing, except dude, for it's the Thanksgiving stuff that you every do. day, dude. Mm-hmm. You give your thanks every day in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been taken care of quite a bit, but, uh, you know. I just don't feel like I, I I want more as I drive through the roads I see all kinds of signs that are like thank you our healthcare workers thank you this person thank you our trash men and I'm like and don't get me wrong like I'm saying thank you like not overzealously like I'm not fucking banging pots and pans out my window thanking oh, healthcare yeah. workers like I'm not making that, poster board signs and I'm shit like that not that stupid dude no <laughs> I'm not fucking I want, I want going one outside of Good Morning sign. America <laughs> dude what are what if people start going outside of like the Good Morning America people's like house windows with signs and shit <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wild I just I, I think I think now that I am an essential worker I think that it's getting to my head now I feel very important and and consequential, and I just want to sign. I want to sign. I want to say thank you, Seasons Man, for putting your yeah, life on the line. Thank you, pizza delivery drivers, who I went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> who definitely had a better job before this, but now don't who because you explain your... Way too much when he delivers the pizza. Who gave me advice on how to... Per- Succeed in my music career, even though you are 27 and working at Seasons. <laughs> Thank you oh, for man. everything you do. Dude, I don't think we ever say it on the podcast, dude. But I love you, bro. I love you too, bro. I love you too. We've said it. We've said it. Uh, we say it in life when we're drunk, but mm-hmm. you know what? It's quarantine, dude. It's quarantine, dude. Got to show I love, love you, Eric. Where we need it, you know. Love you too, dude. I love you guys in the live stream too, man. I just want to say that to everybody. I truly do. I really do. I appreciate the people that give a shit about what we're doing. Not even give a shit, because I know a lot of you don't give a shit, but I know a lot of you uh, support, which is cool. It's nice. You know? It's a nice gesture. Because I think about that all the time. Like, why the hell do we even do this, dude? Why do we do this? Yeah. I mean, mainly for like the actual like download listeners. Like those are pretty good. Yeah. Let's no, not that's be, what I'm you know, let's not beat around the bush. But the live that's stream, not... we're still growing. We're still growing the live stream. You know, mm-hmm. it's still pretty sparse. Pretty scarce. Scarce, scarce baby. Yeah. Scarce. Sparse. Scarce. You know. <laughs> Bringing that back. We're just back, getting dude. used to yeah, scarce. Scarce. <laughs> Bring it back. Scars. But like, you know, I think about that all the time. It's like we don't have to be making an ass of ourselves all the time, twice a week online. Having ridiculously uneducated conversation. Luckily, just wads for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, luckily, I can't play most instruments. Luckily. 
luckily, or else you'd be twice as play much of an bongo, asshole. Dude. Do you play the bongo on live stream for tips? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even dude. Have one. Or the egg shaker. You've killed the egg shaker in the past. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen you shake an egg. Dude, I have a keyboard. Day. I think I'm going to start trying to teach myself keyboard. Dude, if you're trying to pursue any hobby right now, pursue it. I've been I've been losing chess games like a madman. Uh but I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get better. I'm trying to get better, trying to learn new stuff, learn my new way of life. But uh mostly I've just been using this as an opportunity to try to grow the listenership, but uh that's why I said thank you guys so much. It's been great. I had some people reach out and say they listened to a couple episodes in their downtime, and they uh, oh yeah they really enjoyed it. So I was like, oh cool, you Dude, know. And God bless you. <laughs> God bless me. Cause me, I'm in a relationship. I can't do that. And you I can't, can't put in the groundwork. There's no grassroots <laughs> effort coming from me. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're not in the fucking field like I am, bro. You're in the field right now. I'm in the dude. fucking field, bro. You're in a field with no mask right now, dude. <laughs> you gotta at least get a mask. <laughs> that's true that's true that's gonna be a new thing make out that a mask is kind of like a make out condom dude people are gonna be ma- making out with fucking masks i'd now. rather do like if i had to like maybe saran wrap i feel like that'd be better than a mask well they have dental dams right that's what you wear when you're gonna eat out <laughs> yeah, by the way guys if you're thinking- for the mouth <laughs> Dude, if you're if you're thinking about eating somebody out and you need a dental dam, just skip third base. Yeah. Just skip third I don't even base. Know how that, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I mean, cuz I guess you could still get the hood action, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, like the dental dam just prevents you from touching most of the shit, right? I feel like it's literally just like you lay like a a layer of saran wrap over top of the girls and then you just just eat out like a pre-wrapped lunch or I something. Like that's I don't even know better, what you're doing. I feel like saran wrap's a better option for that. I feel Probably like dental better than dam, a dental dam. I feel, dental dam like goes in too. Really? It's like too fucking, it looks like, I'm pretty sure, because I've like looked it up before just for science. And um, I think it's like <laughs> two tubes, like two circular tubes. It's like a little like pop out like a uh, tube, but there's like a back to it, you know? So there's like one way in, one way out. That's where the penis goes. But uh, it's like a little pop-up tent that just goes in the pussy, I'm pretty sure. Wow, dude. See, that's the problem with prophylaxis. And it's like a big fucking circle on the outside and then like the smaller one on the inside. (sighs) See, it's not sexy, dude. There's nothing that kills a vibe. Dude, it definitely hasn't been updated. In a while. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing that kills a I feel like a, a dental dam could be cool if it was, like, updated. Like, you if it was updated, it. like, condom technology got updated, dental dams would be, probably be sick. It needs to be quicker and more casual, dude. Like, you can't be hooking up with a girl for the first time and then break out your dental dam <laughs> and expect things to keep flowing. You just can't do it. You know, like even like putting on a condom really kind of kills the vibe a little bit. No, I do it. It's like I do it, it but it's is a vibe like killer. A break in the. It's just like a quick timeout. It's like weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I usually try to like have as much eye to dick contact as possible when I'm about to hook up with a girl. Like I like to just kind of like bingo bango, like in there, you know. But then when you put on a condom, it's like this awkward situation where you got to like lean back. 
Yeah, and you like, to, like run across the room. You always <laughs> like, put it on backwards. You always put it on backwards the first you time. Barely you barely ever like ready it. to have a condom around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then fuck, that's the other I gotta thing. Go check my car. <laughs> like it's like a weird. It's a weird tightrope you got to walk because you can't look over prepared. Yeah, you can't just like have it quick draw. <laughs> you can't, you can't have pull it, like, it from behind your, your ear like a mad. Yeah. Pull it from behind her ear like a magic trick. <laughs> like hey, say the magic word, like, hocus pocus. Oh. Yeah, four hours ago I put this <laughs> under the pillow. Yeah, because I pretty much knew we were going to fuck. Yeah, I knew we were going to fuck hours ago. The second I I messaged you on Tinder, I said... where you're going to (laughs) be. Where I planned for you to be. Like, do you have a condom? (laughs) Check your back pocket. Go ahead, check your back pocket. I slipped it in there at dinner. Yeah. (laughs) Five days ago when I met you, I put this in your your jeans i calculated your rotation of pants and i knew that on this date you'd wear this same pair of pants i knew this and i knew <laughs> and i trickily planned for this <laughs> you can't you gotta act like whenever a girl asks you gotta, gotta be like do you have a condom it's like oh i think i yeah, think i, I think might so and then, and then like I- if you're too eager you're like automatically look to where you're gonna you know it is you're like yeah i think so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go like look in this drawer but while I'm at it, it through the drawer. <laughs> I gotta like go to my drawer, open it up, and fumble around, even though I already <laughs> found nothing it. Nothing in the drawer except the condom. <laughs> Is that drawer specifically for condoms? Dudes don't have shit in their drawers except for condoms. <laughs> my drawer is is condoms, blue chews. Lube that I stole from somebody and the Holy Bible. <laughs> you live at a motel. <laughs> what the fuck? Where do you keep the condoms? Right next to the Good News Bible, King James version, actually. King James. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Albert version. Oh shit. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fine line, dude, but uh, we're making it. We're making it. I haven't had to worry about that at all recently, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, man. I mean, are are dating apps even open again? Because I feel like they probably closed for the coronavirus, right? No way, dude. Are you on dating dating apps still? Not particularly. I've been been perusing when I can, but it's kind of like a lost cause because it's like, what am I going to do? Message you for the next four months? I'm not doing that. Because by time, because the the psychology of Tinder is, you know, we've we've covered this on previous casts, but it still holds true if you've been unfortunate enough to miss the previous cast. But when you match with somebody on Tinder or Bumble or something like that, you need to move instantly towards the text or personal hangout. The longer you sit in limbo of like this guy, the longer nothing happens, the quicker someone else is going to do that. Exactly. So you know what's going to happen? Dudes get like one match out of every like 10 people and girls Mm -hmm. get like nine matches out of every 10 people. Yeah. So you know what's going to happen if you match with a girl right now? You're going to put in all your effort. You're going to do your best Tinder game, your best Bumble game. And then you're going to get like, yeah, we should totally hang out after lockdown, quarantine or whatever. And then a month from now, she's going to have 45 more matches that are more fresh, more new, more interesting, more exciting. Yeah. And she's going to hang out with those dudes. They had a job the whole lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What am I going to tell a girl right now? You know? So I'm just going to... I'm not... I'm not... Yeah, I'm just, you know, you should try to play at the point or... (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, I, I haven't. I, I mean, I've. Uh, don't get me wrong, dude. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a saint when it comes to quarantine. I've definitely tried to have some meetups. You know, as I figured, like as long as I'm keeping it under ten people in my apartment, I'm good. <laughs> I'm only asking you, dude. I saw a video. Uh, the rapper Blueface. Mm-hmm. He had like a stripper party at his house like yesterday under quarantine, mm. and they're just like eight strippers just like wandering around his room and then like two of them started getting in a fight and they like dude it was an insane video it was so funny definitely just check that out outside the cast (laughs) jesus is there anything more trashy than watching two girls get in a fight i can't even imagine it it's so weird it's always so weird whenever i see girls fight yeah it's just like the opposite of what i'd even expect a girl to do yes it's an instant turnoff, dude. It's just so out of character mm-hmm. that it's like, I don't know. I don't get it. And that may be like a weird, like, I don't even know, like a weird sexist thing that like, <laughs> I don't know. But I just, it's it's weird. I'd like to think that my future girlfriend could win a couple fights, though, you know? Yeah, I, and I've never been in that situation where I've like seen my girlfriend fight. Mm-hmm. So like... Maybe it would be, like, if I do see that happen and she, like, whoops someone's ass, I'd be like, damn, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know also, how I feel like, if I, I just watch know. my girlfriend KO somebody, like, <laughs> yeah, world star right, KO, dude. like, this chick laying in the middle of the street just zonked, and I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to stop liking know. girls' pictures on Instagram now. Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Oh, shit. She's like, figure four leg lock, choke someone's out. And they're like, damn, dude. I'm going to stop pranking her. Yeah, stop pranking her, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird line to walk. Dude. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Look, I hope, I hope for, I feel like as a boyfriend, it's your job to just kind of like stand in the middle. Just stiff arm both of them. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, no. I don't think there'd ever be a situation, unless like she was just like, you know, stay back. I got this. Like, I don't think, I don't think there'd ever be a situation where like, I wouldn't step in, in a situation like that. You know what I mean? Cause like, then you'd be mansplaining to her, her fight. Yeah. If you stepped in and were like, if after she denied consent for me to step into the fight because she was going to whoop their ass, <laughs> like it would be me mansplaining if I stepped yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That it. would be sexist of you. It is sexist if you don't let your girlfriend get her ass beat. That is the moral of this conversation. I don't know. At least in my eyes right now, I feel like my girlfriend could beat most women up. I feel like Liz can handle some some chicks. Yeah. I'm going over a list of girls I've dated in the past, and I feel like Liz would easily have a, a, a winning record. Yeah. There's a couple chicks that I feel like could really hold her own. I mean, dude, one of your one of your GFs was like, I feel like she would have whipped some ass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I remember wrestling her one time and, like, <laughs> trying. Trying. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, legitimately. It went from play to being like, oh, shit, I can't lose. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to fucking choke this bitch out right now. <laughs> like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> all right? It was all fun and games until you started, like, winning. Competi- yeah. <laughs> until I was flailing on my back, fucking losing my ass right now. <laughs> Uh, that's uh that's that's something you don't want to have happen dude 
if oh your girlfriend is beating you in a wrestling match, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be losing to your girlfriend, dude. Get in the fucking sand, throw it in her eyes. <laughs> Hit have her with a steel throw. chair. Can, yeah, have someone give you a chair. <laughs> she was Dom coming in with a steel with chair. chair. <laughs> Going to fucking court. <laughs> Going in a court, they're like, all right, you're Jimmy has ropes around his bed. <laughs> I know, I know when you read it on paper, it sounds incriminating, but you have to understand, she was winning. She had to understand, we're doing a (laughs) pay-per-view. She had an OnlyFans set up. (laughs) OnlyFans, dude. Bunch of fucking simps pay 10 bucks to watch me get my ass beat. I won't stand for it. (laughs) Fuck you, simps. That's why you're playing dirty. You're the heel. I'm the heel. <laughs> Everybody wants my thought girlfriend to win, dude. I'm they not all having hate it. that they f- that you fuck her, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, guys, don't subscribe to girls only fans, dude. That is just there's no quicker way to put yourself. And this might be part of like my weird psychology of thinking yeah. that I actually. I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't care about only fans. I feel like I'd be weird. I'd be like honestly, I'd be weirded out if my girlfriend did it. Like, I feel uh, like yeah. that'd be a thing that I couldn't accept, but I don't care if, like, anyone else does it. <laughs> I don't care I mean? if people do it. I don't care if people do it. Like, by all means, have an OnlyFans. But, like, if you're a dude, I feel like, and this is this kind of goes back to the whole mask thing in a very circuitous, strange, and not really way. But when when you subscribe to a girl's OnlyFans, you are basically saying to yourself, that I am accepting that there is no way in my life that I will ever actually be able to obtain a girl of this level, and so therefore I am now resorting to paying to see it. In the same way, actually this has nothing to do with the masking that I'm thinking about it, so let's just stick with OnlyFans. Don't do that to yourself, bro. Maintain confidence, dude. Don't fucking subscribe to some chick's OnlyFans if, you know, like for me... I'm still delusional enough to think, like, I'll just DM her. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just DM her, dude. I'm not paying 10 bucks a month to see you naked. Fuck that. I'm either going to see you naked in real life, or I'm not going to see you naked ever, and that'll be my motivation to being a cooler person. Also, I've seen a lot of rappers take on that, is that they're like... Porn's free, and y'all are buying OnlyFans. <laughs> well, there is there is a weird. I can kind of see it because it's like there it's is like a, a difference. weird thing because it's like it's like pay to play, like sexting in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like a girl oh, you it's know. like a weird sexting that like you get a general ass message because it's being sent to like a million other people, like mm-hmm. BCC'd. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're on, like, and a weird, like, scam email chain. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, that's why I don't do the whole, like, I know some of my friends do, like, the fucking, like, live chat shit or, like, watch a girl, like, on those, like, streaming things. Oh, like, like the cam websites? Yeah. And some people need that. For me, it's, like, you know what? I mean, if I've, I'm, definitely, I've definitely seen those things before, but I've never yeah, put sure. any money into it. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Then that you're, is, you're a simp, dude. You're a simp, dude. Once you start paying for nuts, it's all over, dude. I mean, I've paid ex- exorbitant amounts of money 
inadvertently through drinks and food and <laughs> and outings. But that's totally different. Totally different, dude. We were discussing the i the the like uh, the morality of getting a happy ending at a at a at like a massage parlor, and I was thinking like, would I do that? Probably not. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think in at least like right now I can't imagine Certainly not right now. doing that. I'd wear a mask at least. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd demand that she wears a mask as well. And I don't even mean like right now as like a COVID nineteen thing. I just oh, mean I thought, like, <laughs> it's like in these trying times, it's probably not the best idea to get jerked no, off dude. in a back alley. For a second, everything was it I felt like I was just talking to my boy and I like completely forgot about COVID nineteen. I just mean, like, at this point in my life, I'm just like, I don't think I need to do that. Oh, yeah, you don't need to do that, dude. Dude, this this is devastating for <laughs> single men. I think single men need uh, a little bit more uh, of attention for they the reality that... They need to get another stimulus. Girls are taking this shit so seriously, bro. <laughs> Girls, you, you, I gotta hand it to you guys. You are taking it so seriously, and it is devastating for the single male population, dude. I feel like I'm 11 again. I feel like I'm 11. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, uh, yeah. Dom's Damn. home. Dom's home. Was he delivering tonight, too? Yeah, Dom's got a big lots delivery for us. What do you got, dude? Zoom core. What's up, baby? <laughs> Was he still at your parents? Yeah, I think he just got back. Hell yeah. Dude, what'd you guys have for Greek Easter? Uh, my mom, in her normal way, overcooked some chicken and vegetables. and I just no muscled them down. No lamb. Interesting. It might have been hard no to get, I guess. Well, you know, my mom is a big fan of cooking stuff, like, like well done. She loves cooking stuff well done. Yeah. My mom it's, loves, like, well done steaks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And my and, dad's uh, more of, like, a medium rare, rare guy. Mm-hmm. My mom's a good cook when she tries or when she, when, in her specialty dishes, she can cook well. No, it's crazy. I think everyone's a good cook if they just follow the recipe, but, like, some people are just like, I don't know, especially people who were like raised before the internet. They're just like, oh no, I'll just, you know, maybe I'll look at the recipe, but also I'll just figure it out. I've done it's this kind before. Of the, it's kind of the same way that like, I'm kind of old school in, uh, when I first started delivering pizzas, they have this new app that literally tells you where to go and it tells you like the exact directions. To this day, I refuse to turn on the voice command directions on my phone that's like, turn right here, turn left here. Damn. I just, before I go, I look at the directions and I go, all right, got it. And then I always fuck up. Damn, but it's like, a, it's like a pride thing to me where I'm like, I am not gonna have this annoying bitch come on my fucking radio every 35 seconds being like, and it's not even useful most of the time. Like, I'll understand that's kinda if like you're saying- That's kind of like the dude stereotype that like, Dudes don't ask. Yeah, for don't directions. ask for directions. Yeah. But it's one thing. It's one thing if you just want to pop on and say like, "Turn right here." I don't like when they come on and like, in six hundred stay feet. straight. Yeah. yeah. In six hundred feet, stay on this road for another. I'm like, 
I was already going to do. I'm trying to listen to this song. Stop fucking telling me to keep doing what I'm already doing. Just pop on when I'm making a right. I'm trying to listen to my own podcast. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm our podcast number one listener, and you're fucking me up right now. <laughs> it just annoys me, dude, so I can't handle it. So I just turn that shit off. And I turn on just the, the like the MapQuest directions, and that's something my parents do. Is my mom last time we went on a trip? They literally printed out MapQuest directions on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I was just like, that's this like is... a parents' thing to do is still print out directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, they're still wrong. Yeah. They're still wrong. Like my mom has GPS like built into her car, but I think I'm pretty sure she still like prints shit out. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she does. Plus, it kills phone battery, too. That's the other thing. Dom, toss me a lighter. I guess, but most people, like, don't you have, like, a power cord for your car, for your phone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I do. I guess I'm fucking lying right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking, um... I don't know. For me, this week... I just did a lot of cooking per usual. Like I said, like literally on Thursday, that was the only time I've gotten carry out through this bullshit. Mm -hmm. So like I've been making a lot of good food. It still is amazing to me that carry out is considered essential because like I can't help but think it's not. Like do you really need to go food? Do you really need restaurant food right now? Yeah. Even though my entire livelihood is dependent on it. Like cook yourself a meal. That's it, essential. But also, it's like, it is like a nice thing to be able to like still support your local food places. Oh, you know for what sure. I, mean? I, I completely support the fact that it is listed as essential, but it definitely is one of those essential things that I think about. I'm like, because also really that, essential, like, though? that's like a whole, like, I mean, I get that like most restaurants and shit do like cost or, uh, what's that shit called? Uh, the delivery Curbside. shit. Um, no, uh, no like contact. The frozen shit. That every oh. food place gets, um, like for their deliveries, the frozen shit that they get for deliveries. I don't know. There's just like a delivery, like a food shit that goes like literally every restaurant for like their frozen chicken fingers and fries and mm-hmm. produce and shit. But like, I don't know. I forget where I was going with that. I think I was just trying to say like. <laughs> You were about to agree with me there's that like restaurants a lot of are like, pointless. No, I was going to say <laughs> the opposite, that, like, there's a lot more in the, you know, economic supply chain at risk That's for true. those things, too, because it's like, yeah, you're keeping a business afloat by helping pay the salary for their workers, but also they're still able to pay farmers and mm-hmm. people who provide them with their ingredients and shit yes and i and 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 i'm joking right now of course because of the obvious point would be that i am currently sustaining my livelihood off of the fact that these places are still allowed to operate but also i am in full support of opening up the economy as much as we possibly can and i stress as much as we possibly can are you still thinking this is just like a bad flu or was that i don't think it's a bad flu I don't think it's a. It wasn't one of. I never was on the on the the docket for thinking this was just a bad flu. I've I'm still on the docket of thinking that 
I just myself personally, I'm tired of hearing. Uh, I'm tired of hearing hearing we need to wait for the data. I'm tired of hearing. Uh, I want to start. I want to hear people start talking about a comprehensive plan on on how we can get back to normal. And I understand that there's a lot of things we have to wait for for that. But, um, for instance, like, uh, I'm sure you've heard about the protests going in, going on. There's one coming in. I think the first one was, like, in Minnesota. So you heard about that? Yeah, I saw, like, the protests about, like, mm-hmm. opening back shit up. Like, opening shit back up, right? Yeah. Like, I and, think there's and- one in Annapolis. Like, me and Elizabeth are talking about it. Apparently, like, um... I think Maryland might have been the only state where, like, the protest happened where everyone didn't get out of their cars or something. Mm-hmm. Which, and I'll say this, and Which I will is, say like, this. kind of funny, dude. Well, but but I almost like that more. And, and here's the whole thing. I personally think that we should be pressuring our leaders. I mean, it still gets the point across. Like, you're still it piling up, like, a and, bunch and of cars. Like at a I certain think spot. The, <laughs> I think the flaw in what Minnesota did, because I know a lot of the press coverage, and this is what annoys me, is that people have a good idea and they have a good cause. And I think it's a good cause to start pressuring our leaders to start thinking about how we're going to get this stuff back up and running. Because I think it's a very overlooked reality that this is unsustainable and i think it's a very overlooked reality that people are suffering and many people haven't gotten their stimulus checks and many people still haven't seen unemployment and 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 people people are fighting for their livelihoods right now and it's often looked at as this selfish thing where it's like no like these people have bills to pay and they're wondering if they're ever going to be able to ever be able to have their life back again so i don't think it's a bad thing to pressure our leadership to start sitting down and thinking about hey let's come up with a timeline here let's at least hear some numbers at least tell us hey at this date we're going to look at the numbers and if it's above or below this situation then we're going to start doing this and if it's above this then we're going to do that at least give us a plan there's only so long that you can tell people we have no idea what the fuck's going on so we're just going to keep doing absolutely fucking nothing until whenever we have some idea what's going on. People aren't going to stand for that and as as people's lives start to go downhill, as people start to be able to lose sight of what they're going to be able to do to sustain themselves. So I don't think it's a bad movement. I think it's very stupid to present yourself in that light. You, I think that what they did in Maryland in staying in their cars was that they actually were social distancing. If you're in your car, you're six feet apart from the car in front of you. You're inside your own car. And people say, like, oh, that's hypocritical because it's like you're you're protesting social distancing, but still social distancing. It's, it's like it's like I look at it as like saying that they respect social distancing, but they're trying to get their point across and saying, Hey, can we start making a plan here? I think it was very stupid what they did in Minnesota, which was basically just like parade around and like dance together and shit like that. You yeah, know, that that's dumb. Dumb. Because that but shows also, blatant I mean, ignorance I, to the situation. I totally I totally get that like they have the right to protest and shit and like Maryland, even though it is laughable that they didn't leave their cars, like sure, like that's that is a better way of getting your point across than fucking hugging up on people and prancing mm-hmm. around town. Well, you but have also to have I think way. like I don't know, th- I think they are trying to like at least address people's concerns. Like I know I'm pretty sure they just like introduced something in the house where it was like two thousand dollars a month or something. And uh, mm-hmm. rent freezes. We so, look, like, who knows? 
Like, right now, we have been forced to become – many people in this country have been forced to be dependent on the government, and the government has not provided. And so, you know, for many people, I'm lucky. Again, I am lucky because I have a job to fall back on. But for many people, that is not the case. And so if I was a person who had a business and am still expected to pay my rent and pay all my expenses – and, and they are not giving any more money for small business loans. They're still debating that back and forth. The loans that we, my friend, one of my friends works at Bank of America and is saying that they have no fucking clue how these things are operating. Like every day the shit changes. When people call up and ask for the status of their business loan, they can't legally tell them. They have no idea when it's coming in. And people are literally sitting here like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, so, so I think that those people are demonized in a bad way. In a lot, they're demonized as as these selfish people who are ignoring the the threat of the virus they're not ignoring the threat of the virus what they're doing is bringing attention to the other things that are happening and there is a smart way to do that and i think that the smart way to do that is to adhere to the social distancing demands because i don't think i don't think that um you know i don't think that people necessarily are saying this whole lockdown is bullshit or that we should reopen back to normal immediately starting tomorrow. I know there are some people that are saying that. I don't align with them. I don't think yeah, that no, we should just go back dumb. to normal. Yeah, like, I don't think we should Florida go back to normal tomorrow. Florida opened their beaches again, and I think I saw like a thing where it was like 45 minutes into them opening the beaches again, they're full. Of, like they're packed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, you guys are fucking stupid. Like mm -hmm. I don't think we can say that that's a good idea. Yeah. I get that saying... like people should be able to fight like for like a like hey should we re-examine this should we try to open things sooner like I get that is like one of people's concerns but also I don't know like I think some of the people are taking it too far. Well, people are also, definitely taking it too far. I'm just gonna sit back yes. and fucking watch the chat and see what people are saying and fucking. Well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure people have a lot to say about this. Um, I will say this. I think it is important for us as a country and as a society to understand what it means when we say flatten the curve and understand that flattening the curve does not mean eliminating the curve. The whole concept behind flattening the curve was to limit the amount of people that are exposed at any given time so it doesn't overload our healthcare system like you saw in Italy and several other countries across the globe. You saw that a multitude of people were infected all at once to the point where they were not being able to be taken care of. So when America took the measures to say, hey, we're going to go on a lockdown and we're going to start having ventilators being built and we're going to start having ICU beds being built and we're going to start prepping up our healthcare system to be able to handle whatever happens when this does happen. At a certain point, you have to... S One second. One fucking second, dude. <laughs> Let me just One say second. this. Um, I think, um, I saw something recently too that like, even if we did go back now or like in a couple of weeks to like regular shit, all of our effort that we've put into flattening the curve is going to go like out the window. Like it's going to be like nothing happened at all. That could be true, but it also stands to reason that like, what is, if, is the alternative to wait for a vaccine? Because a vaccine could, t I mean, SARS still doesn't have a vaccine. That came out in 2003. I mean, that's 17 years ago. I so, don't even so know about vaccine, but I just think, like, once we get a better handle of what's actually going on, 
like mm-hmm. the longer we wait and the more prepared we are for like when shit does go back to normal like obviously the longer we wait the better we're going to be more able to like assess the situation and figure shit out in the long run well what what scares me is the reality that if we don't have a vaccine which the likelihood you know i don't see any promising things on the horizon in terms of vaccinating the disease so that people can be yeah. immune to it without being i mean i think they've even said like don't expect a vaccine for like a year yeah and that was so, in like february march so right now our options are to basically maintain our lockdown as is until that vaccine happens which they're estimating could be a year but again that's an estimation that's not saying that exactly a year from now on the day they're magically going to stumble upon a vaccine that's just what they're saying you know so the alternative is to either say we're going to wait for a vaccine or we're going to get our health or or we have to understand and grasp the reality that if we don't have a vaccine then this virus everyone is going to be exposed to it that's going to be exposed to it if you're going to get coronavirus, you're going to get it. And so all flattening the curve is about is limiting how many people at one time get it. Yeah. You know, So the best you can do is prepare your healthcare system to handle whatever influx at any given time happens. So what I would like to hear from our leaders is saying, okay, here's how many ventilators we have. Here's how many ICU beds we have. We can reopen this business, that business, this business. We can we can reopen this sector of the economy and we can impose these restrictions so that no more than this amount of people can be in any given place. Kind of like what we were doing before, like before we went on full lockdown where they were just saying like no more than X amount of people in a bar, no more than this. And they can say, if we maintain these restrictions, then we can estimate that only X amount of people will be infected by this disease, which will not overload our healthcare system because we fully understand that everyone that's going to be exposed to this is going to be exposed to it. We can't just sit around in a fucking foxhole for a year and and just hope that eventually a vaccine gets gets you know because it's what we're doing right now is unsustainable. So right now, as far as I understand it, that's our two options. You know, so I just want to hear somebody say, okay, we understand that a vaccine is not really on the table right now. We can't sit around and wait for that. So what can we wait for? What we can wait for is to have somebody come out and give us an estimate of what we can do to keep this country still moving and still on its feet while still mitigating the effect of the virus and its full effect if we went back to normal. You know, I just want to hear somebody saying that. And I think it does I think it does people that think in that light bad publicity when you have a bunch of ignorant people go out there and parade around the streets and act like nothing's going on because then it's very easy for the other side to go out and say, these people are idiots, they're completely ignoring the threat. When I think more commonly the average reasonable person does acknowledge a threat. I acknowledge a threat. I'm not saying it's complete and total fucking bullshit, but I am saying that uh, we can't just keep doing this. So I would like to see somebody push for that. And I would, and I, and and so in terms of the whole Annapolis thing, the fact that they stayed in their cars and just drove around Annapolis, like, you know, I didn't do that. I've never been one to do that kind of stuff. That's not like you know. I feel like in this day and age. Uh, you have much more of an effect on social media anyway. I feel like the whole idea of like public gatherings is kind of obsolete retro yeah, in a sure. way. It's like like you know like you're gonna gather on a public square when everybody's in their house. They're not even gonna see it. They're just gonna hear about it on the news. You might as well just fucking make a bunch of tweets. You know, like if you want to get your point across, make a fucking good tweet and make it go viral and make it resonate with people so they think about it. You know, I feel like that's a more effective way. And also, 
it's just still so you can create a tweet from your house and go viral and spread ideas and get it, get people thinking. I feel like the whole idea of like march on Washington, march on this, like that's all ideas that came about before we had the internet and things like that. Yeah. So like, you know, I think it's a I think it's a futile effort that they're doing, but I sympathize with it. I'll say that. Like I said, I'm not a participant in it and uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with the way they're doing it. But uh, and I, I'm honestly, as a person who sympathizes with it, I'm pissed off that that's the way they went about it. I'm pissed off that that somebody took that line of thinking and decided to mobilize it in that fashion because then it completely negates the actual legitimate concerns that people have, which are not completely ignoring the virus, which are not completely saying that this is all stupid. And instead, just saying, "Hey, this is this is a real thing, but also this is a real thing." So let's talk about both. I'm tired of turning on the TV every day and just hearing somebody go, "Well, let's just defer to the scientists on that one." You know, <laughs> it's all about science and scientists, and like, you know, we just really have to wait for the data to pour. How long can I wait? Because 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 my bills aren't waiting for data to pour in, bro. My landlord's not waiting for data. My bank isn't waiting for data. My stimulus check. Probably is waiting for data because it's still not the fuck in my bank account. So what are we going to fucking do? What are we going to do? You know, I want to hear somebody talk about what we're going to do. I'm tired of hearing about what we, you know, what we can't do. You know, that's your job. Yeah. Our job is to sit here and talk about what the hell is going on because we don't know shit. You're not wrong. I'm tired dude. of hearing that from our leaders. You're not wrong. You're coming in with some hot shit. You know, look, I always, I always feel like I have to walk a fine line because, again— this is one of those situations where, as it always seems to be the case, there always just seems to be, like, the public opinion, and then, like, anything else, you feel almost kind of weird and tepid even, like, even touching upon other aspects of it without people immediately classifying you as somebody who just is, dis, you, know, you know, just discounting of the whole situation. It's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, I feel you. I care about this, dude. You know, I care about it. Dude, I you're care about a first a responder, shit. bro. I'm a first responder in this shit, dude. I don't want to be a delivery boy forever, dude. I don't want to be a delivery boy until this vaccine comes out in fucking 2034. Yeah. You know? And I think, and here's what bugs me. What bugs me the most is that this is a thought process that I believe everyone will get to in their own due time. Right now, a lot of people are still on board with the full lockdown because they we have not experienced the full effect of what's really going to happen. We've already done irreversible things to our economy. We've already put countless businesses out of business. And we haven't seen the effect of that yet because it's still so new. And as this progresses, more and more people are going to start thinking along these lines. So this thought process that I'm talking about right now and that people are pushing right now it's only a matter of time until more. You think a year from now, if we're still in this situation, that people are still going to be this gun ho about just staying this way? You it's think not a possible. year? When do you think shit's going to be going back to normal? If I had to make a realistic estimation based off of everything I've heard, it sounds like it sounds like Trump is is starting to pre pressure. I don't want to say pressure, but he's starting to introduce that to the conversation. The concept of reopening. He's acknowledging that there's very many states that are more than ready, more than adequately supplied for whatever's going to happen in their state. You know, you got to understand that not everywhere is New York City. I mean, New York City is the most densely populated area in our country. It's no coincidence that they're also the most affected by this virus. You have yeah. people living on top of people in no way. It, it, that's, not, that's not, you know, 
describable in other places. So, you know, to, to have New York and Wyoming and New York and Iowa and New York and Nevada living under the same restrictions doesn't make sense to me, you know? Those people, you can reopen certain businesses. You can allow certain things to function. And again, it all has to do with, with, with coming up with a plan to measure how much we can take. This whole idea of saving every life, I know I sound like a dick if I say this, it's not possible. It's not possible. Unless we have a vaccine, the people that get infected with coronavirus are going to get coronavirus and they're going to go through whatever they go through. And those are risks that we undergo every day in society as a regular I've probably said this before, at least in conversation. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but like everything we do in our daily lives incurs a risk. We have roads. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people die driving every year, but that's a risk we undergo because we understand that the benefit of having a mobile society and having cars on the road supersedes as immoral as it sounds that, oh my God, we would probably save 50,000 lives a year if we didn't have cars on the road. Yeah. But on some level, society has decided that it's a it's a risk worth taking. Dude, you know what I keep thinking about during this whole coronavirus shit? There's that one episode of Scrubs where I think it was like one of the later seasons and they're like the, this new batch of interns and like there's this one older lady who's like in the hospital the whole season and near the end of the season she like finally gets out and as she's leaving, there's like this little like fuck up intern that always is screwing shit up. And like, you kind of see like the end sequence of him, like leaving the hospital. He like washes his hands, but then he like goes down to pick something up to throw it away. And then you see like germs digitally added to his hand Mm. and like, he's leaving the hospital. And then like that old lady's checking out. Finally, she's like got like a, they faked a chart so she could get a transplant because she didn't have insurance or something and everything like everyone loved her so they're trying to help her and she's like finally getting out of the hospital and then you see this guy like see her on her discharge and she's like oh thank you for being so helpful and like don't worry you're gonna get better and I know you're still training, da-da-da. And then they hug it out, and then you see him give her the germs, and then she goes to, like, wipe her face, and then you see the germs get on her face, and then, like, within the next couple of episodes, she fucking dies. What show is this? That was on Scrubs, dude. Oh, my God, I remember that episode now. Yeah. I, it sounded so familiar when you were saying it. I remember that episode now. Yeah, dude. Holy and shit. And I just keep thinking of situations like that where it's like, when am I going to get the fucking germs, dude. When well, am I going to get other... the germs or who am I going to give the germs to? But that's the other thing you got to consider. I know we've, we've joked and back that's and like, forth. That was a thing pre-corona, and that used to stress me out when I watched that episode. Well, well, here's, here's the other thing I think about a lot, and it's not just the fact that it's a very real possibility that both of us have been exposed to it and potentially have been asymptomatic. I mean, a large percentage of people that are tested that positive for coronavirus show no symptoms. I mean, a, a significant portion of those people. And then you also factor in the fact that we've only tested, st I think, still maybe less than or just around 1% of the entire country Damn, for this We're the virus. 99%, dude. We are the 99%, but also think about the majority of people that are tested for coronavirus. Most people just don't have the money or the free time to just randomly go out and get tested for coronavirus that they have no reason to. Like, if I started feeling violently ill, 
I would go in and get tested. Even though I don't have health insurance, I would scrape up the money and be like, if, if it really felt like a threat to my, my health or my life, I would go and uh, incur that cost and yeah. find out what I need to be done because obviously, you know, I'm not going to, you know, if that's where I feel like I'm at, then that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'd rather but, not die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the majority of people. The majority of people aren't celebrities like Tom Hanks and people like that who can just go and get tested the minute they hear there's a virus Dude, and drop whatever that, uh, amount of money. You see that Rogan is tets- testing his guests. He yeah, he's like also been tested himself twice. Yeah, yeah, he has like a doctor that can get a test back within like 15 minutes. And yeah. he'll just like have people come early, get tested mm-hmm. before they come in to, to do the podcast. Yeah, I saw it's that, crazy. which is good. He was probably, um, Rogan, you could see it in his fucking face that he was just so Dude, he tired shook. of the webcam shit. He that he was like, I'm going to have guests in person again. I'm just going to get them tested. And that's how we're going to do this. Which is buy cool. a doctor. <laughs> yeah, buy a doctor. The average person can't buy a doctor. And the average person is not a guest on the Rogan experience to get a free test from Joe Rogan to see if they have coronavirus. The average person <laughs> is just existing in their daily life that may or may not have coronavirus. There's the, a very reasonable assumption can be made that a far, far, far greater amount of people in this country have been exposed to this virus, showed no symptoms, have already developed the antibodies, and are past it. Yeah. We have no idea, and there's no way to actually figure it out until we've tested everybody. So even that would be nice to say to lay out a plan like that and say, hey, we're going to institute this many tests per day. We're going to make them free, dude. Make them, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that. Make coronavirus tests free. Do that. You know, we're already spending billions and billions of dollars in keeping businesses afloat in the meantime. We might as well spend those billions and billions of dollars in making coronavirus tests free so we can say we're going to test X million amount of people per day until we've tested everybody in the country. I know that, you know, I'm I'm just spitballing right now. That could be a ridiculous task to undergo. Who fucking knows? But my point is, is that... At that point, at the very least, you could say, we're going to test everybody, we're going to get some real metrics on what's going on, and at that point, we're going to make a plan. We're going to make a plan. And we're going to understand that whatever happens, happens, and all we can do, all we can do is put ourselves in the best possible position to handle it. That's the best we can do. It is unrealistic to think that we can save everyone, that we can do it. I hate saying it. I feel like I sound like a douche right now. But it's also kind of the truth. Yeah. It's kind of the truth. It's unrealistic to expect that. And it's unrealistic if you think that we're just going to hole up in our houses for the next year and wait for it. It's not going to happen. People are still dying right now. Yeah. It's hard. It's not going to happen. It's it's hard times. You know? I I truly, like, if there's anybody who has it, I have it, dude. I'm seeing multiple people a day touching all kinds of food and stuff like that. And I take measures. Like, I've stopped handing people my phones and stuff like that. I just sign it myself for them and just say, you know, I'm taking measures. But, like, you know, you're holed up in your house all day. I'm not, you know. I probably have been exposed to it and had it and didn't even know it, you know. And that's probably a a likely case for a lot of people. And here's the thing. We have no clue. We have no clue. We have no clue. So, look, don't do the march on 
Elm Street, where the hell it is. I don't even know what, what the protests <laughs> are about. It just, uh, for no other reason, but it's an antiquated way of expressing yourself. And it's just, you're putting yourself out there for people that disagree with you to, to pitch you in a negative light and to decide what they want to put out to the public. You know, you're putting yourself out there so that some news reporter can take one picture of one random ignorant motherfucker who's doing some stupid bullshit and pose that as the entire movement which is what's done in the news all the time, every day, and that's become our regular everyday life, you know? But at the same time, yeah, we should be talking about this. We should be talking about this. I'm tired of bringing up the conversation. I'm tired of seeing other people bring up the conversation and being immediately shot down as some heartless, inconsiderate, ignorant bastard. <laughs> tired of it. Man, dude, we're giving out too much knowledge right now. But uh, we might have to close this live stream down. <laughs> people in the chat are pissed, dude. We're unlocking so many people's potential, like potential right now. I was about <laughs> to say potentiality. <laughs> you know what? I looked up that word the other day. Turns out, might be a word. Still, ha- still, still inconclusive on that. I'm, I'm, still inconclusive. I like that we're thinking about the same words. <laughs> potentiality. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love that. I love it because it has one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Potentiality. Five one, two, syllables, three, dude. Four, five. How many? Five how many syllables. five syllable words do you use in a daily basis, dude? Potentiality, and it's That's you know what's one. good. You know what's good about the word potentiality is it's five syllables, but it's not a pretentious word. Yeah, you don't it's seem not a weird for like word. pulling that out. I think most you people can, would just be like, "Is that a word?" Yeah, they'd be in the same situation as us right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd be they'd be having a podcast <laughs> and discussing whether or not something is a word that is easily Googleable. <laughs> and and I again, I literally have Googled it and still am nowhere close to an answer. That's how you know that something's not a word is when you Google it's not a blank definition. Yeah. <laughs> it, instead of it just popping up as a dictionary entry like a normal word does, it just pops up as like an article. Like Washington Post, is potentiality a word? And you're like, well, I mean, somebody wrote an article that has got to be somewhat of a word. I mean, it might not be a word, word, but like, if I say it, you're gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's good. I was trying. That makes it a word in my mind. Yeah, I was trying to think of other five syllable words and accountability. Account one two three four five six. That's six, bro. Six. Uh, one, Account two, three, four, five, six. Ability. Accountability. I guess it's That's six a, if it's six if you say it like that, but account. How do you ability. say it? No, that's six. Can- Damn, can- that's ability. six. That's six. Accountability. Ac- so I, I came up with an even better one. It's six. Dude, accountability? And that's, and that's definitely not pretentious. That is not pretentious. That is a good six syllable word. That's a good six syllable I can't think of a word. single other word that is six syllables that isn't a douchebag word. <laughs> I think accountability might be it. Oh, shit. It might I'm gonna, be it. I'm going to keep brewing. I might try to find a seven. A seven? <laughs> a seven. A seven. <laughs> uh, the sacred seven. <laughs> I don't think there's a single... Seven-syllable word. There's got to be one. S- seven-syllable word that is not a douchebag word. I don't think it exists, dude. If anybody in the chat wants to come up with it, we'll address it later. <laughs> later. <laughs> Sympathetically? Is that a word? That's six. That's six again. 
sympathetically. Hypothetically? Sim- Hypothetically, yeah. That was the That's word six, I was trying right? to combine that with. That's six. That's <laughs> That's six. Hypothetically. Unhypothetically. <laughs> Unhypothetically. <laughs> there it is, baby. There it is. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> Unhypothetically. Or in hypothetically. Unhypothetically. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that counts. That counts. I'm sorry you have a white trash accent, <laughs> but it is hypothetically. <laughs> Just like, you know, fire. Technically one syllable, but also definitely two syllables. It's not fire. It's fire. Fire. One, two. It's only four. Technically it's only four. It seems like more, but it's only four. Technically. Intellectually? Intellectually. That's six. No, bro, that's seven. Intellectually. Chewal, that's six. Fuck. Yeah, that's six, dude. This and that's way too pretentious, dude. That's the most pretentious six syllable word I've ever heard. I'm going to intellectually explain to you how I'm not a pretentious. But hey, freak. if we're playing by the same rules, unintellectually. <laughs> <laughs> unintellectually. That's what and I'm that saying. That is not baby. sophisticated. And that's also not sophisticated because you're literally saying whatever I'm saying right now is unintellectual. <laughs> this is unintellectually intellectual because it's seven <laughs> syllables. I think we got it, bro. I think we can wrap things up. <laughs> I think we can wrap that up on that because that is facts, baby. All right, guys. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for tuning into the live stream. Thank you very much. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a comment or something. I don't fucking know. Rate yeah, subscribe podcast. Subscribe on Spotify too, guys, and your podcast app and Do everything all you that got. Shit. Check out Seleski on Spotify. <laughs> on TuneCore. TuneCore. Seleski on TuneCore. And check out Sophomores. Check out uh, all my shit at Eric Laser. Check out at Jimmy Seleski on most social medias on most at lfts podcast on everything every fucking thing we need a tumblr and a tiktok now and uh, follow us on tiktok we got nothing yeah on tiktok keep watching these live streams every monday at eight Mm -hmm. tune in next week we'll see you guys then peace peace exquisite on exquisite stop recording